Good day, good night, and welcome to After Woodworks. I'm Kevin Laramé, and today it is the exit for two sharp dressed men at the Saputo last Saturday night. The Washington, D.C. United, and their coach, Mr. Ben Olsen, with Mr. Montreal. Mr. Montreal, of course, why not? Marco Chalibam, the coach of the Impact, got. Both of them got. Got thrown out of the game again. Both of them got ejected. And it's, what, the fourth time this year for Mr. Marco Chalibam. So you can expect coming in the next couple days a more lengthy suspension for Mr. Chalibam because he is a repeat offender after all. But Olsen got ejected. Anyway, so we are going to talk about this today on After Woodworks. And we're going to preview. Well, we I am going to preview the CONCACAF Champions League away game Montreal is right now as we speak in Guatemala City to play the city Heredia Agueres de Paten, a club from the Guatemalan First Division who doesn't play in Guatemala City, but they will play because their stadium is not conformed with the rules of the CONCACAF for the Champions League. Well, so Montreal is going to face a team that is actually having a great debut of their season in the Apertura or whatever it's called. I know it's not the Clausura because that's finished a couple months ago. Anyways, the two games in and I'll preview that game and that team a little. Talk to you about what you need to know about that team. And due to popular demand, we will do an EPL review of the first week of action in the English Premier League, which one game left to play at Chelsea actually because of their Super Cup because they have to play the Super Cup because they won the Europa Cup. They actually played two games this week and they're playing in a couple of hours against Aston Villa. Oh, Aston Villa. What joys you gave to every single Arsenal hater in the world last Saturday when you beat Arsenal 3-1 at Emirates. What a game by Ben Teke. Missed a penalty. But it's right there in front of him. And he heads it home. So we will talk about that game and a couple of other great games. Debut for me, winning debut for Marino for David Moyes. Uh, it was a great weekend of action, and we will talk about that in the second half of the show. But first of all, Montreal won, and Mr. Devayo is back on scoring form last Saturday at the Saputa against DC United. If you take the whole coach got ejected part of the game, it was a great game. That all started. First of all, let's just close that chapter of the game. Talking about the coaches. First of all, it all started when Riley and Justin Mapp jumped for a ball right to the middle of the field, right next to where the camera is. They both jumped for the ball. And actually in the air, Riley wins a duel and hits the ball, clears the ball. But the way he makes contact with Justin Mapp sends Mapp right into the tripod of the camera. Could have been ran into the board in the chair there, right into, right into the middle where the camera is. It could have been really dangerous. And then Shalibom just lost it. But you gotta say, it started way earlier in the game. If you were at Saputo and you're next to the coaches in your tickets, you could testify to that, that during the whole game, Ben Olsen and Marco Schallibaum were going at it on the sideline, chirping one to another. It was epic. 
and you can you know that Ben Olsen what kind of player he used to be and he's he used to be a very vocal player and he is a vocal coach as well and we all know what the Swiss Volcano can do and I told you I think it's the last show actually I predicted that we needed the Swiss Volcano to erupt but maybe not in that way maybe not in the way to get yourself red carded again and suspended against a very good team because now you won't be there for Houston at the Saputo next Saturday. You're going to miss that game now. So anyways, Shelly Baum, Monday, um, apologized to the team. And he apologized to everybody with the fans about everything. He says that his actions were out of line. And he regrets it, basically. That's the whole, his whole point of his apologies. And apologies accepted as, a, as the fans, my listeners... All eight of nine of you now. Thanks, Luke James. <laughs> Anyways, go to Twitter if you're wondering. It's an inside joke. But if you... Your actions, yeah. So we're just going to miss Charlie Baum for the next game. It's not that big of a deal. Because he's going to get the team ready for the game. And he's actually probably going to have a couple scenarios planned out. To see, okay, so what happens if... Uh, Will Bruins really strong on top and keeps holding ball. How are we going to react to that? What happens if Brad Davis kills us? What are we going to do? So he's probably going to have a couple of uh, contingency plans done for Saturday and tell them tomorrow, Biello. But it's going to be up to Biello again for the fourth time this season to guide the Montreal 11 next Saturday. But we'll talk about that on Friday's show. And we will talk to Stefan Estep, an ordinary orange fan blog. Uh, he's got a podcast as well. So we will talk. He's from Houston. We'll talk about him later in the week about the Montreal and Houston preview. And we will talk about the CONCACAF Champions League because not only Montreal are playing Wednesday night against City Heredia Guagres de Paten, but the Houston Dynamo are playing as well. So we're going to talk about that with Stefan Estep later in the week on Friday's show. Coming back to last game. Now that we're done talking about the coaches and all the chirping and they both got ejected because technically they left their technical area. Well, Charlie Baum was basically in the D.C.'s technical area and you, <laughs> they were not nice words saying to each other and they both walked out at the same time with a couple best security agents in the background just trying to keep it nice and civil. They're both walking towards the tunnel, and you can tell they're both chirping loudly to one another, going into the tunnel. I would have loved to hear what was going on in the tunnel and inside the stadium when no cameras were watching. It was probably worth your ticket price, just that. But anyways, going back to what actually happened on the pitch, it was a great game. 2-1 victory for the Montreal side. Felipe back into dominant performance, and I'm going to explain to you why, and DeVaio back to scoring. Two goals, could have scored about eight, had chances every couple minutes, he had chances, he missed them, and that's why he was so excited and so overjoyed after his second goal in about his 82nd minute, because he said after the game, in his post-game report, he said, Mr. Marco DeVaio, that because of his missed chances, he, especially when Conor Dole tied it up by the 79th minute, not Conor Dole, whatever his name is, who doesn't matter who scored from DC, 
We don't know him. Well, that guy was caught for this, see? After his goal, Devayo felt bad. Because, like, just a couple minutes earlier, he had an amazing chance. Great pass all alone. Just a keeper. Shots it. Goes underneath the keeper, but goes about two feet left wide. Wide left. And he was, I was ruining himself for missing those chances. So that is the reason of the extra excitement after this second goal. That's why he took his shirt off. He almost threw it in the stands. The way the camera was placed, <laughs> if you look it on TV or look the highlights after the game, if you were in Sapucho, you could tell that after the goal, the way he w it seems like he was going to throw his jersey right into the 127 section where the 127 Montreal are. <laughs> then he's like, oh, no, wait, I can't throw it there. There's a match and I'm still playing, so i got to keep it. So he actually threw it off. But, oh, it just towards him. So he let it fall on the ground and picked it back up. I was like, Marco! Don't throw away your jersey. You need it. You're still on the pitch. Damn it. Come on. What are you doing? Ah, uh, but then it's bravissima, Marco. So it's great to see Marco Rivaio. His second goal is a piece of anthology. So let me just describe that play. It all started with Patrice Bernier getting back to possession in a, a little closer to its territory in the midfield, but on his side of the midfield, well, defensive side for the Montreal back. And he spots Devaya running. And he just throws a deep lob pass, perfectly weighted, that fell right into the path of Devaya. And then Devaya, his first touch is, like I said, a piece of legend. It's going to become anthology for the Montreal Impact supporters. The one-touch, one-shot goals that Devaya can produce are amazing. And the perfect example, the perfect. And the perfect example is the one on Saturday. When Devayo, as the ball is weighted perfectly by Bernier, like I said, in his path, he's running towards it. He spotted the defense running towards him. In a defender played a right, nice angle because you're not used to it as a defender that a striker in MLS is going to do a first touch like that. With one touch, goes right to the left of the defender. The ball goes to his right of Marco Devayo, just a little flick with his right foot, and it goes about six feet off the defender. And then... He's open. He's got a great look on goal. And just one touch it to the upper 90. His right corner, left corner from the keeper's protect perspective. And there was nothing Bill Hamid could do to stop that shot. It was just a perfect shot. Curled it right in. And then, like I said, the emotion took over. Kissed the ring. Took the shirt off. Wiped it off. And yeah. Montreal three points, but that game started way earlier and What great play by Felipe and I told you that I was going to tell you why Felipe played better and the reason is He had space in the middle by himself when Felipe shined in his entire Montreal career He was in a system where it was more of a midfield by himself not off to the right or the left but really to himself be able to link to Bernier behind him and Devayo in front of him, but really have that three guys in the middle or in the area placed that way. So Felipe had more space to move in the actual axe. It's like if you write from middle to keeper to the middle to keeper, that actual line, that's where Felipe likes to be able to move 360 degrees and have a little more space in front of him. When he shares that middle, He's never quite sure what to do. And that's fine. He's still a great player. 
but he doesn't have to find the space to do those magical movements that we're used to from Felipe. And when he gets into a game and he gets fouled a lot and he gets tackled on and he has to get up, take dust, sh dust off the shoulder dust off the dirt off the shoulders or his, on his chin pads and everywhere when he has to uh, grit his teeth because of the pain and comes back and pl that's where he plays well and that happens more often when he's in the middle by himself because he exposes himself to the actual play of the game and is not reactionary but is actually actionary that is another word that we just invented on After Woodworks is actionary towards the ball when he's by himself in the middle. That's why I loved when I saw a 4-4-1-1 type of thing with the Vio, the lone striker on top and Felipe right behind him. And you had Bernardello and everything and all that. I, I liked that formation and the link-up play seemed more efficient and it was great to see. It was great to see. So it's a good three points. Montreal needed it. That was a 0-0 of New York, and Philly gives the impact only one point off the lead of the East with still two games in hand off almost everybody. But don't get your, your hopes too high because we're only five points off the fifth place, or not even, I think we're three points off the fifth place. It's so tight, it's crazy in the East right now. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Other marquee matchup in the MLS this weekend that are interesting. Toronto FC lost the Trillium Cup. You know, that meaningless cup that happens between only two clubs, which is the Columbus Crew and Toronto FC. The games between the two are tallied for the winner to win a cup that is meaning. And you're wondering, Kevin, what the hell is a Trillium what is that? And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what it is. A trillium is the emblem. If you actually look at the Ontario flag, the emblem of the flag, the green, looks like a flower. Well, it is a flower. And it's a trillium. That's what they're called. And the flower trillium, that flower, you know, that ugly green thing on a, that ugly flower, is the emblem as well as, as of... Hawaii, Ohio, and Columbus. So that is why between the two teams, they played a trillion cup, a meaningless cup, a meaningless trophy that still Toronto cannot win. So the Columbus crew with a 2 nothing victory at home at Crew Stadium with a magistral, magical, a maestro-like performance by Mr. Federico Higuain with two goals. Another three points for Columbus. Iguain is waking up two goal, two games in a row where he shines and is a star. He's probably going to be up for goal of the week again this week. And he's going to be one of the top three performers on MLSsoccer.com. For sure included DeVaio. But you know who stole the show again this week? That's what happens. Every time Marco DeVaio scores more than one goal in a game, you know that Robbie Keane's going to outshine him. Robbie Keane with the hat trick with a really ugly I got to take a second. And one of the ugliest shirt in the history of the MLS. The ugliest kit as our friends from the British Islands of the Great Britain, whatever you want to call them from the United Kingdoms. Our friends over there, how they call it a kit. Well, that was an ugly kit, my friends. 
the combination of black, blue, indigo-like with orange and yellow and teal and oh, was so not good to see on television. My eyes are still hurting. My retinas are still wondering what was going on. Was it a Salvatore Dali painting put on a football shirt? I don't know. Do they want to do an early 90s throwback to really ugly jerseys? Well, if they do, they're on the right path. We'll take a small break on how the woodworks. When we come back, we will talk about the city of Edia, Aguares de Paten. And we will recap the week one of the English Premier League. But first, we will talk about Sirena Agueras de Paten. Si, Guantanamera. Mm. Guantanamera. Welcome to the carnival. The arrival. And we're back live from Off the Woodwork Studios to talk about the CONCACAF Champions League. The second game of the group stage for the Montreal Impact this Wednesday night. And it starts being more exotic. The team landed in Guatemala City on Sunday night or Monday morning. It's confusing. Couldn't get the report straight. You know where it is in the CONCACAF region. <laughs> So, but they are right now, as we speak, in the CONCACAF region, in Guatemala, to play the city Heredias Jaguares de Paten, a team from the Guatemalan First Division that are having a great debut of the season. As finishing second last year, they got the ticket to go to the Champions League because Comunicación finished first in both the Apertura and the Clausura. So the finalists with the most points, which was Heredia, got the second ticket. So they're facing the Montreal Impact. Montreal Impact actually have a victory, if you remember correctly, a couple of weeks ago. At the Saputo, Montreal won one nothing against the San Jose Earthquake to take the lead in the group stage in the CONCACAF right now. And with the victory, this Wednesday on the road, Montreal Impact could take a very good option on the top of the table of their group to move on to go to the quarterfinals of the CONCACAF Champions League, which could be very interesting. Hopefully, we're going on a cup run. And Marco Schalibaum will be able to coach down in Guatemala because he's suspended only for the MLS. So that'll be interesting. We'll talk about the city Heredia. A couple things you need to know about the city Heredia Agueres de Paten again. That's their full name of the team. Their best player with three goals in two games, Mr. Osman Lopez, their striker. Pretty much two games played this season, scored three goals. Which And some one of the goals you can watch actually is on YouTube. He scored a nice header right outside the 18-yard box. 
it was great. He wasn't that good of a player last year. Got used mostly as a substitute player, a super sub. He scored four, uh, scored five goals last year. And then, yeah, like we talked earlier, they're not playing at home. They're playing four hours away from their actual home. It'll be interesting to see how many supporters they do to actually fill out the place or only a couple. Don't expect to be a full capacity crowd. Not even going to be half crowd if you might. If you know, want to know what I think. But if you want to talk about that game. What you need to know is the Montreal Impact traveled a little light. They left a couple pieces of the puzzle in Montreal for a well-deserved rest. First of all, I want to congratulate Mr. Patrice Bernier, midfielder for the Impact, on the birth of his second daughter. Congratulations, Patrice Bernier and his lovely wife. That explains probably why he's getting a couple days off in Montreal as well, while the rest of the team without Devayo. Devayo stayed in Montreal too. Marco Devayo, a well-deserved rest. You take out the five hours round trip with all the plane ride, the security, all the travel. That exhaust, that's exhausting. And we know that he traveled to Italy a couple of weeks ago. Personal problems going on over there for him and his family. And that took a lot of space in his mind. And that right now you can tell that his mind is clear. Scored two goals and it helped a lot. But that couple days rest is going to be good for him too. And another one is going to be really good for it's Mr. Alessandro Nesta. So Nesta, Devayo, and Bernier are not part of the team. And you can so you have to expect Wenger to play. Paponi is going to play probably, but Wenger as well. Maybe one of the kids from the academy is going to get a chance to play. I'm talking about probably more of the defender. Adrian Lopez, Piscu, will almost positively, certainly make his debut for the Montreal Impact. And I expect Mr. Bernardello to play a great role in that team down there. So we will probably see the first episode of the Hedman and Piscu show in a blue shirt with Montreal Impact. I predict those two players are going to take control of that game in Guatemala City against Heredia. And Montreal's going to pull off on top. And if you go to gold.com, a very interesting preview, there's a top three predictions for the game with the most odds. So 33% of their predictions of the people voted in believe it's going to be a 2 nothing win for the Montreal Impact. 22% believe it's going to be a 3 nothing win. And 11% believe Heredia is going to win 2 nothing. A very interesting top two predictions. 70%, of the readers predict that Montreal are going to win. So the majority of people believe Montreal are the odds out favorite for that game. And I agree. And hopefully with that three points, like I said, Montreal, if they win... They have a very good shot of taking the first place for good in that group. And move it on to the knockout stage of the CONCACAF Champions League, which is a feat in itself the way the competition is made. Montreal did get lucky with the draw, but could have to face a team like Club America or Toluca. Uh, 
anybody but Santos Laguna and we won't be able to face Santos Laguna as they're not part of this year's edition of that CONCACAF Champions League. And that wraps it up for the CONCACAF Champions League. We will talk about more in depth in the Friday show with Stephanie Step about the other games that are going on in the Champions League this week. Some of them is a second game. Some of them is their first game. Some of them are actually starting their journey to the FIFA Club World Cup 2015, 2014 in December 2014. That is the goal of that CONCACAF Champions League. Can you imagine? The Montreal Impact versus Real Madrid. Damn. I love Perkins. But what do you think Ronaldo is going to do with what we met? Oh, <laughs> I would pay a lot of dollars to see that. And you know what? Let's make a pledge, people. Let's start a conversation or something. Let me know. You can always go on Renation Online and comment below on the Off The Woodworks pages. Let's make a pledge that if the Montreal Impact for its utopia, it's utopic, but if the Montreal Impact wins the CONCACAF Champions League, Let's go to Morocco, I think, or wherever that club World Cup's going to be. Let's go there and let's support our club. So if you want to travel with the impact, you got to support the impact and believe in your team because we actually are, I believe, we're in it to win it, like we say, and we have a chance of winning that cup and being the first ever MLS to live that trophy in front of the Mexican fans, in front of all, in their face, you Mexico team players. That can happen. And yeah, that would be amazing. But that wraps it up about the CONCACAF Champions League. But this weekend, not only was it a big win for the Montreal Impact, it was the beginning of the Barclays Premier League, or the English Premier League, call it whatever you like, I don't care, BPL, EPL, PL, well, it was the beginning, and what a weekend of games it was, it was one of the most interesting, and some games were shocking results, some great display of the new coaches fared well for most of all in the EPL, it's all started with Liverpool and Stoke City Saturday morning at 7.45 a.m. And yes, I got up to watch that. And it was a great debut for the Rodgers boys. The team of Brendan Rodgers went off to win one nothing with a Daniel Sturridge goal. Daniel Sturridge, a former player for Chelsea, plays for the England national team as well. While well, he scored on the first game in Liverpool, the first goal of the year in the BPL. So we will always be remembered for that. But that game will be remembered for the debut of Mignolet, the former Sunderland keeper now playing for Liverpool, taking the place of Pepe Rena, that now plays for Napoli in the Serie A because he couldn't go to Barcelona. So he decided to go to Serie A and see his friend Rafa. But back to Liverpool, Mignolet, that first game was marked with a penalty save at the 88th minute. But what the uh was the defender thinking? Jumping really high with his hands up, heads up, legs up. Trying to get the ball one way he can. He had every single limbs and part of his body towards the ball. 
So obviously he hit it with a hand. Handball, 88th minute, in the box. Penalty! It was one of the worst penalties I've seen in a while. And Mignolet just jumped to the right place. Stop the penalty! Gets up! Stops the rebound! At the 88th minute! To get the three points for Liverpool in the first game of the season in the Premier League. Good job, Mignolet. Good job, Brendan Rodgers. And good job, Liverpool, in that first game of the season. Second game that I watched on Saturday morning. Arsenal. <laughs> Our Arsenal. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, all right. Arsenal and Aston Villa. The team that always tries to check out with their shopping cart, but it never goes through. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I am talking about Arsene Wenger never being able to complete a trade until the last day. Well, anyways, the tradeless Arsenal Gunners were facing Aston Villa at Emirates Stadium in London, and guess what? Christian Benteke got up and said, no way. Aston Villa, 3-1. Benteke got a penalty, misses it. Uh, the keeper, Shoshelny, stops it, but then heads in the rebound. What two, that makes it 2-1, and Benteke got a third goal in. So Benteke, Christian Benteke. Thank you. I, had him on, I have him on my fantasy. I should have captained him. But anyways, if you want to join off the Woodworks Fantasy League about the English Premier League, just go to my Twitter feed, click on a couple days ago, I had that the code, or just search for Off the Woodworks. It's a private league, but the code is out there. 151148 blah blah blah. Just look on my it's a pretty lengthy code. So just look on my Twitter feed and click the link and you will be able to join my Premier League and I will give a little something to the winner. The winner of the season in the Premier League in the League of Off the Woodworks will have a guest spot. He will be invited to be cut to either come in studios if he's in the Montreal area in Off the Woodworks studios to do a segment on fantasy with me or join me on Skype. But the winner of the league will be able to talk on Off the Woodworks. So just join our league and maybe you'll get a chance to talk to all of my nine listeners the next game i watch it's a great game for the hammers west ham united another london team won two nothing against cardiff city it was the first game of cardiff city in the premiership in the last 20 odd some years in the last couple decades well they lost 2-1 two nothing actually it was a great game for west ham united's captain kevin nolan a vintage performance from his part with a goal and an assist Thank you for having... I had him on my fantasy as well. You should check my team out. You should probably get a couple of those players. <laughs> Another London team that's fared off re decently well. You can say decently, because if it wasn't for a penalty, it would have been 0-0. But the Bale less Tottenham Hotspurs. Tottenham Hotspur or the Spurs? We're facing Crystal Palace, another team who just got promoted last year from the championship. Well, Crystal Palace lost one nothing, but they lost with their head high. They lost with honor, with honor, with honors as well. 
one nothing has nothing to be ashamed of against Tottenham Hotspur, especially when the only goal scored was on a penalty. But it was the debut of Soldado, and he scored a penalty on his debut to maybe give a hint to all the Hotspur fan out there that Bale might be gone, but that does not mean that the goals will be gone as well. And now, game that was Monday Night Football, 4-0, Manchester City destroyed Newcastle. I was expecting a better debut for Newcastle this year with the couple great signings they had in the offseason. It did not happen. Manchester City topped them with their new signing. Navas was great to see. Negredo was a great, great, great player. I'm sorry, for some reason when I said Negredo, I have to say it with an English accent. Maybe it's because I watched Fox Soccer too much in the last couple of weeks. But Negredo is a great addition for Manchester City, you know. Negredo. So watch for Negredo to have a great season in the EPL. That's enough about City. For nothing. What else to say? Manchester United. Manchester United. 4-1 against Swansea City. A great debut for David Moyes at the helm of the United. I forgot to say for uh, Manchester City, it was the debut of Pellegrini. A great debut as well for nothing. You can't basically ask for more. And the other debuts was Manchester United. With a 4-1 victory. Robin Van Passe. Van Passe. Two goals. Danny Welbeck as well with two goals. And like a lot of English journalists are predicting, it is the year where Welbeck will maybe step into the light and take a little bit more responsibility at Old Trafford. And say whatever you want about Wayne Rooney. Came into the pitch around the 60th minute. Comes out with two assists. Not too shabby for the player that does not play, that does not want to play under David Moyes. In the last debut of the weekend. And probably the most impressive of all. Yes, they were facing Hall City Tigers Football Association Club. But Chelsea won in the rebirth of Jose Marino at the, as the happy one at the helm at Stamford Bridge. 2 nothing. Great game. You should see the free kick by Frank Lampard. 38 yards or 35. Really far. And he's like, yeah. I'm trying it. I'm trying it. And the power, the top spin of that ball, the camera angle was perfect. You see the ball, it's in the frame the whole time. You see it goes up. No movement at all. Then it starts spinning to the left. To the left, to the left, to the... The ball goes right, the ball spins to the left, and the ball goes right. It dips. Oh, oh, the keeper. Oh, the keeper. Puts a hand on it. But it still goes in. That's how powerful that free kick was. A great shot. You should need to see that free kick that made amends for himself because on that game, Frank Lampard missed the penalty. It was a weekend of penalty saved by the keepers when it happened to Frank Lampard as well this weekend. But the game started off better with an Oscar goal. The little Brazilian, the latest edition of one year ago at the Blues. Well, he's growing to a full man. And he's great this year in the Premier League. Last year, he was doing great, 
in Europe. Scored great goals in the Champions League, in the Europa League. Scored a nice one, couple of nice ones in the EPL as well. Well, this year, he's coming into his own, I believe. It's going to be great to see him play with Kevin De Bruyne. The little red-headed Belgium. Damn, it's going to be nice to see him and Lukaku look, hook up together. But De Bruyne looked impressive. Very sharp on the passes, on the runs. He's on point. And he's not a transfer, as you can say, because the rights were Chelsea's all along, but he was on loan. And his addition to the team right now, his play convinced Marino to keep him, same as Lukaku. And hopefully, before the deadline ends, he will still be a Blues player to help Chelsea go win that trophy. And I'm not talking about the Europa League or the Champions League. I'm talking about the big one. Is this year the league where the league? Is this year the year where the league gets win in London and it's Chelsea? Does it goes out of Manchester once and for all? I'm tired of that trophy always being in the same city. Doesn't matter if it's in the blue or the red part. Let's bring it to a real blue part and into a real city. <laughs> you know, one other thing that impressed me about that Chelsea game? Since when did Fernando Torres become a playmaker? One assist and great runs and great passes from Fernando Torres. <laughs> well, that's the Opt Woodworks recap for the week one of the EPL. There's one game left, like I was saying, this afternoon. Chelsea, Marino, and the Blues. David Luiz probably going to make his debut with Juan Mata as well against Aston Villa and Mr. Benteke. So watch out for that game this afternoon. And don't forget, Wednesday night, 10 p.m. It is on TV Sport or on Fox Soccer Plus. You can get the CONCACAF Champions League second game in the group stage for the Montreal Impact in Guatemala City. City Heredia, Aguarez de Paten. Here we come. Don't miss that. You can go to Frappe at 10 p.m. on Saint Laurent to go with the Ultras to watch that game. Thanks for listening to Off the Woodworks for Tuesday, August 20th. It is your last day to renew your season tickets before 8 o'clock tonight at a discounted price. The same price as you paid last year if you were a season ticket holder. If not, you get still 20-something percent. So go today. Renew. Call your uh, ticket representative. Renew your ticket. 50-something percent of the last year's season ticket holders already did. And I did as well. So renew your season ticket today is the last day to get a big discount and a great price on that. And I was, I was saying, thanks for listening to Out the Woodworks. If you have any questions, comments, answers, uh, better the week predictions, whatever you want to talk to me about, email me off the woodworks at hotmail.com. You can go on Twitter at Off the Woodworks. Like my page on Facebook, Off the Woodworks. Get the show on Stitcher Radio, a great app, a great way to watch and listen to anything, any podcast you like. It's available on Stitcher Radio. iTunes as well. You get off the woodworks on iTunes. Rate and review. Make the show trending and popular on iTunes. <laughs> and all those names are with the next at the end. And don't forget, off the woodworks has an next at the end. I'm Kevin Laramie and uh, have a great soccer.